0: Hello. Tonight's Bible reading. There are two parts. Um, the first is Galatians five thirteen to fifteen, and then First Peter chapter four verses seven to eleven. You, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free, but do not use your freedom to indulge the flesh. Rather, serve one another humbly in love. For the entire law is fulfilled in keeping this one command. Love your neighbour as yourself. If you bite and devour each other, watch out or you will be destroyed by each other. The end of all things is near. Therefore be alert and of sober mind so that you may pray. Above all, love each other deeply because love covers over a multitude of sins. Offer hospitality to one another without grumbling
1: Hello everybody, my name's Trace, I'm one of the pastors here, which is very cool. Ah, now you can hear me, hello. (laughs) Uh, Today as a part of our uh, One Another series, we will be speaking about uh, serving one another. So uh, it's an awesome opportunity, I just loved uh, Jeff's prayer then and how it just called us to service so why don't you join me just as i pray before i bring the word lord god i just thank you for this opportunity tonight to be together and we pray god that as i speak now lord that your spirit would uh, flow through me that hearts would be open in this place for your word in jesus name amen so our first reading Uh, occurs in Galatians. Uh, This was a letter from Paul to the Church of Galatia. And the Church of Galatia was unique uh, compared to other churches because it actually had a really high percentage of people who were from a Jewish background. So they were Jewish Christians, and the majority of them actually wanted to hang on to the old traditions the Jewish customs, and they think that the reason they wanted to do this was because they were were receiving quite a bit of persecution from the Jewish zealots in Galatia at the time. And so they thought, well, to appease the zealots, let's continue with some of our ceremonial traditions. Let's continue with sacrifices or let's continue with the ceremonial cleansing, all of those different things. And that might have been fine, except that when you do that, you actually don't acknowledge that we don't need any of those things anymore. We just have that relationship with God already because of the gospel of grace. Because Jesus came, we don't need to be doing those sacrifices anymore. Jesus was the ultimate sacrifice and because of him, we can have that relationship with God. And so he starts off with saying, you my brothers and sisters were called to be free. You have freedom, you don't need to hang on to these old traditions anymore. These old ceremonial things that you did need for salvation, you no longer need it, but do use your freedom Sorry, but do not use your freedom to indulge the flesh. So he's warning here to the Church of Galatians, if you, Galatia, if you are following those laws still, uh, you're going to actually become really consumed uh, with your own selfishness. So be free, but turn your attention, instead of indulging yourself, turn your attention on serving God one another and there's two critical things that he says first of all he says do it humbly and do it out of love the key to not being selfish and indulging in ourselves is to focus on serving others because we love each other we'll serve each other we will do it humbly not seeking reward or high praise but serving humbly the term here for serve is actually very much like the term for slave. It is that intense, but it is like a voluntary slave, giving ourselves up uh, for the sake of others. So we might use the term servant-hearted. You're so much a servant that your whole heart is uh, aimed at serving others. And then it says, for the entire law is fulfilled in keeping this one command. So this whole new way of living is summed up in this revolutionary command and he simplifies it all down to this one simple guide of love your neighbour as yourself. Consider others before yourself and love each other. Serve each other. Think of others before yourself. And then the next verse is just this little reminder. If you bite and devour each other, watch out or you will be destroyed by each other this is a description of what happens when we focus on others we become consumed by our selfishness and if there is one word that could sum up you know the world at the moment it would be selfishness we are in a society where self-entitlement has just taken hold youtubers uh, out there just going, listen to me, what I say is really important. They have no qualification. They have, you know, nothing at all. But what they have to say is so important. And they are full of self-entitlement. Even some advertisers, L'Oreal got on board this way back in the 70s and they started a campaign, buy our products because you're worth it. You are worth looking amazing. And for the men, Gillette got into the game and they, said their, their slogan was the best a man can get. Use our shaving products and you can be the best a man can get. Like when you think about it, how ridiculous, uh, because all men could be using Gillette, so what is the best? I don't even know. Anyway, I'm sure you've all heard of FOMO, the fear of missing out, where we actually want to be a part of everything we possibly can. And so there's, a, there's a, such a problem now that people are uh, uh, just not even replying, not even doing the RSVPs in case a better option might come along our way. We don't want to commit to others. And certainly social media, just even the concept of selfies. That, that was not around 20 years ago. But when you think about the audacity that you would go around and take a photo of yourself to share to the world so everybody could see how beautiful you are, and then sit in anticipation for all the lovely comments of encouragement that come your way. Yeah, it's foreign as a 50-year-old. But seriously, this is signs of selfishness in our society, but actually, Our society was like this 2,000 years ago as well. Nothing really has changed. Since the fall, fall, we have been selfish people. And so we need this kind of guidance. We need to be instructed to intentionally be servant-hearted. So how how do we do this? How do we take these opportunities in our everyday life to intentionally be servant-hearted? You might be a student. You might decide in your day as you get up, you might go, okay, what can I do today? Where are the places that I can find opportunities to serve others? Maybe it's coming alongside that classmate who struggles and giving them a hand. Uh, Maybe it's coming alongside those people who may not be appealing or very popular for other people, maybe you could come alongside them and show them encouragement. Maybe it's even um, helping your uh, lecturer or your teacher in some way. There's lots of ways that you can come alongside and go out of your way to be helpful. For family members, which most of us are, and it's so unfortunate that my own children aren't here, but look for opportunities in the house to be helpful. (laughs) Be servant-hearted in the home. Maybe you're looking to unpack a dishwasher that's been washed and just waiting for you to come along. Maybe you're looking to vacuum the floor or give it a little bit of a mop. Maybe there's a bit of clutter around and you could go, "Ooh, let's put this away. Maybe those sorts of helpful things could happen as a family member. Maybe uh, you could, you're at work and you could do something that actually makes a work colleague look better than you. Maybe you could actually encourage them. Maybe you could uh, give some hints or tips or actually do some work that actually elevates somebody else in your work. Maybe there's some menial jobs you could do that are under your pay grade, but it would actually be a help for others in your workplace. So how do we actually have this mindset? Well, it says, so I walk. So I say, I walk by the Spirit and you will not gratify the desires of your heart. We need the help of the Holy Spirit. We can't do this in our own strength. It is only through Christ. It is only through the Holy Spirit that we can do this. So we pray. We pray and we ask God to reveal to us ways in which we can serve others. It would be amazing if we even measured our day on the opportunities we had to serve others. Not as an opportunity necessarily to boast, but to be able to focus our time. So I don't know if some of you might do the whole, um, give us your high, high point and low point of your day when you're sharing a meal at night. Some people do that. We've done that for many years in our family. Instead of focusing on highs and lows of the day, maybe the question could be, How did I serve today? What people could I serve? Just to be able to model to others what serving can look like. Um, In 2010, there was a study of more than 4,500 adults, and it revealed that people who volunteered an average of more than 100 hours per year 68% 68% reported that they were feeling physically healthier and 73 said that, they, that volunteerism lowered their stress levels and 89% stated that service has improved my sense of well-being. Do you know, that's no, that's no accident that that report came up with those kinds of findings because when we serve others, we are blessed. It blesses us to be a blessing to others. So I encourage you tonight to think positively about serving others, mostly because we are commanded to by God, but also it is a gift. It's a gift to serve. And I know that many people in this room are very, very servant-hearted and do do this and could testify to the fact that serving does give you so much joy. It is a gift to us. The Bible also has a lot more to say about serving. Let's have a look at 1 Peter 4, 8 to 11. It says, love each other deeply, sorry, from verse eight, love each other deeply because love covers a multitude of sin. Well, that's very comforting because we are all flawed. We can all be a little bit difficult at some point, but how great is it that if we focus on loving somebody, then we can serve them and it just shifts our focus. And how great that if we have been uh, serving others, then we become easier to put up with as well. But verse 10 says, each of you should use whatever gifts you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace. Every single one of us has been given a gift. So there's a list of gifts given in Romans 12 and in 1 Corinthians 12. So I'm just going to go through them. There's gifts of apostleship, prophecy, teaching, miracle workers, healers, helpers, organisers, prayers in tongues, encouragers, givers, leaders, mercy showers. So God has, when we are saved, God has distributed these gifts out to each one of you but not only has he done that he has done distributed those gifts for this place God has distributed the gifts so that we would have enough gifts in our church that are carried by each person here for his church to be able to flourish you're not going to over time hear a lot of sports analogies from me but I'll give you one tonight. I'm not very sporty, but when I was 13, I was in a netball team. And I really, really wanted to play centre. Any centres in the room? No? Oh, well done, because it was a highly prized position. I wanted to be centre, but I was too tall, and so I was just too slow. I couldn't be centre. So the next position that I really wanted to be was goalie. I wanted to be the one to shoot all the goals so in my backyard I'm practicing 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 if I'm too tall to be center maybe I can be goalie unfortunately I didn't have really great skills in that place either but my coach came alongside and said I reckon you would be great at being the goalkeeper so my job was to deflect the ball out of the goal from the other team and to get it out of the court and to stop the other team from getting goals and I actually was pretty good at it. I could kind of instinctively know where they were going to throw the ball and I could, you know, be nicely aggressive to be able to slap it out of the court. The thing is, every single person in our team worked best when they were in their right position. I definitely wasn't right for centre. I definitely wasn't right as a goalie, but I was perfect in that role of goalkeeper. It is just the same for us as a church here. If somebody in my team was missing, we just didn't function as well. Somebody else might have had to have filled in for them and it just wasn't as good because they weren't right for that position. As a church, we are just like one big team. There are many roles to play and God has given the team all of the gifts we just need to actually, first of all, know what our gift is. If you don't know what your gifting area is, you can't be proactive in being able to fill in those your particular role in this church. So I invite you tonight, if you do not know what your gift is, let me know. I would love to come alongside you, help you discover what your spiritual gift is. But there is a big gap if... We have all of the gifts in the church, but somebody isn't playing their part. And there are many reasons why we don't step forward and serve. And this isn't about making people feel guilty at all. This is about giving you the opportunity to be blessed by serving in your place where God has placed you. And so you may have served in the past and been a bit burnt out, and that can happen. That can happen if you're serving in the wrong area, Or it can happen if you're serving in the right area but the other people who were supposed to come and serve didn't step up so you became burnt out. So we want to avoid that and every person can serve. Whether you are flat out busy all week in a job and you only have 10 minutes to give, whether you are at home as a mum and you're, you know, you've got a really full life caring for children, there's an opportunity to to be able to use your gifts and, if you are in any stage of life, no matter how old or how young, there is an opportunity for you to give. Jesus was the ultimate servant. Matthew 20, 26, 28 says, The Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve. Even Jesus washed the feet of his disciples. Even Jesus served breakfast to the disciples and ultimately jesus gave that sacrifice of his life in order that we would now have this freedom released from the rituals of the old testament and the incredible opportunities for a relationship with god jesus is the ultimate servant as followers of jesus we follow what he did and so today i encourage you to serve my Millie was in grade four when uh, we were at, at a church and I was leading the kids' ministry. There were two services in every, every Sunday morning and I was there for all services. And she said to me one day, Mum, I would love to help in the creche. And I was like, look, that makes sense, but it's a serious role. You're going to have to do the training, you're going to have to make a commitment to do it, all of these things. So... Millie does the training, gets the t shirt. Her role description was to help provide a positive time for children, to sit and play with them and get to know them, to help read the Bible story to them and participate fully in the worship time when they would sing songs about Jesus. So she took it all seriously, did the training, she starts. It was a joy. She learns the favourite toy of every child. She learns all the children's names. It's just two-year-olds in this little space. She learns how to settle a two-year-old like nobody else. She's in there. She's loving it. She's distracting the kids when their parents drop them off. And then over lunch, we're hearing about all of these children. And her love for them is pouring out over lunchtime as she's talking about them all. Two months after she started, disaster strikes, and Millie gets a cold. And if you've been in uh, kids ministry at all, you know the rules are that you can't serve if you've got a cold. So she comes out on the morning needing to be served, uh, where she was going to serve, and she says, I need to go, Mum, I need to go. And I said, no, Millie, you can't go. The rules are you can't go. So she's normally a compliant child, but at this moment she runs into her bedroom, gets changed, puts on that T-shirt and follows me out to the car at 6.30 in the morning and she's banging on my car window as I am trying to leave and she said, Mum, you don't understand. Those kids need me. I had a big smile on my face that day because that's the truth. Those kids did need her. She had a milli shaped space in that ministry that required her. She served there for the next seven years every single week. Loving on two year olds. That ministry filled her but it blessed all of that generation as they came through. Friends, there is a U shaped place in this church for you to serve. And if you don't know where it is, if you are not in your space, then please come and talk to me. I would love to talk about your gift and where there might be a space for you to serve. Why don't you join me as we pray? Lord God, I just thank you so much that you invite us in to serve and to shine your light into this world. I just thank you that Every person in this room today has been given a gift and that they can use those gifts for the furthering of your kingdom, Lord. I just thank you that we can do this with you. I just pray a blessing on all of us here today as we think through this. And Lord, I just pray that you would speak to us and guide us in every way. Bless everybody in their week to come. We pray this in Jesus' name, amen. So I believe we have groups now. Uh, So if you're uh, just new with us this evening, we just sit around in groups and talk about discussion questions. I'm gonna go get the questions. They had them this morning. I don't know where they keep them. If anybody else knows. Excellent, thank you, thank you. So just for something different, the questions are down there on that uh, shelf there. Thank you so much everybody, bless you. Fantastic. Lovely, lovely. Uh,
0: I looked down and yeah.
1: I went, oh, she's going to have heard this story before.
0: <laughs>
1: hey, Margie, how are you?
0: It's good to have it out of the way.
1: All three, yeah, so that's okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I had a little bit of a nap this afternoon. <laughs> but, well, that was my worry, because it's been a bit croaky, but I think we're we're good, so, yeah. So, Because I do kidney of
0: kids, I then take, uh, I don't see why clients, but was in care, and we watch the oh. I watched it this morning, but we've got a lot more out of it tonight, I think I may have dropped off a couple of times
1: when we with I wasn't as good, you know, I, I was oh. so nervous, oh, I was Wednesday's so nervous, morning. yeah. Oh, but you feel better?